and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock on this PHNX Cardinals emergency pod because of some news from our very own Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, Hall of Fame voter, breaking news that Sean Payton will in fact interview with the Arizona Cardinals this coming Thursday. And we've got Howard Balzer live with us on the podcast now. Howard, welcome to the show. What do you got for us? Sean Payton, a lot of us thought, was all but dead and buried with the prospect of him potentially becoming the next head coach of this team. You say otherwise. Well, first I want to do this. I want to channel Aaron Rodgers and just tell everybody, R-E-L-A-X, I can't even spell on this Monday morning. And everybody just take a deep breath. I understand that there's so many there's so many moving pieces in these things. And, hey, I've experienced these things a long, long time. And every day something new comes along. Everyone tries to figure out what it means. The reality is most of the time we don't really know what it means. But, hey, we love to talk about it. I get that. But basically, as, as you just mentioned, I just learned from a source close to Sean Payton that he will meet with the Cardinals on Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to find out where it's going to be. Don't know the answer to that, but that's, that's the bottom line. He will meet after, like you said, everyone thought, oh, well, they hired Monty Austin Fort. Sean won't have a say in the general manager. This, and he's meeting with all these other teams. We'll supposedly have a second interview with the Broncos on Wednesday. So I mean, oh, that's going to be it. He'll, he'll walk out of that building with a deal, but Hey, you never know. Maybe that will still happen. We, you never know about these things, but the reality is he's agreed to meet with the Cardinals on Thursday when, like you said, Johnny, so many thought that he was out of the picture. Howard, do you get the sense that Sean Payton is just start getting started as far as realistically looking at the teams that are offering him a position this year? No, I, I definitely think that that's the case. And obviously he's looked at them prior to this, but I think he also wants to meet with everybody, meet with the people who are, who are key. And perhaps in the back of his mind, he's saying, hey, I'll find out what Monty Austin Fort is all about. I'll sit down across from uh, Michael Bidwell and, and, get, and, and really get a sense of what he views this uh, to be. So, yeah, I, yeah the, the thing is, I understand there's always urgency, but let's remember there's five openings right now in the league. No one has hired a head coach yet. So the slate, the canvas, so to speak, is still blank. So there's not a tremendous – yeah, you want to get this done as soon as possible because obviously whoever is hired has to hire a staff. But having said all that, these things sometimes do take time. And you just have to let it all play out. And I think you're right, Bo. I think uh, Peyton is trying to get all the information he can before he decides if even one of these is the right move for him this year. I don't think it's still out of the picture that he might decide, okay, I'm going to wait another year, go back to the studio, make some good money, not have to work 80 hours a week, and, and then go through it all next year when who knows, maybe there'll be more openings than there were this year. So again, I'm not predicting that. I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, but that's why he wants to get all the information he possibly can before he de he decides if one of these teams is the right fit and which one it is. Howard, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second because we <laughs> had our audio only podcast last night and it was not doom and gloom, but sincere disappointment that Michael Bidwell and Monty Austin Fort, let's, let's call a spade a spade, fumbled their first opportunity to meet with D'Amico Ryan's. And knowing that they cannot now meet with him until at the earliest next week 
Is this Michael Bidwell and Monty Osmond attempting to save face, saying maybe we didn't have genuine interest to meet with Sean Payton, but we had canceled interviews from D'Amico Ryans. We had, you know, a GM candidate, Ian Cunningham, saying, you know, I'm going to pass for now. Could this just be the Cardinals saying to their fan base, listen, we know we missed this opportunity with D'Amico. It may or may not happen. We're going to at least get in front of Sean Payton and check this box. It, it certainly could be. And and you, again, this is all part of the speculative process that we yeah. all engage in. And I know a lot of fans were probably saying, are the Cardinals really interested in Sean Payton? Did they just put it out there and request this interview because they want to make it seem like, well, we tried to get him. And that's always in the back of people's minds that it could be the case. The reality is, we don't, we don't really know. I was surprised on the D'Amico Ryan's aspect that he was even going to entertain doing interviews on the day of a game. I mean, right. that, that's pretty incredible to me. And that he did two the day before a game. And so that, that was a little strange uh, to begin with. But the reality is also with D'Amico Ryan's, if in fact the 49ers win next Sunday, then you can't, you know, I know that sometimes there's behind the rooms agreement you know, behind, you know, behind the door agreements with, with coaches, but you can't hire a guy until after the Super Bowl if the, if the coach is in it. And we saw what happened with Josh McDaniels several years ago with the Colts. So how much that could play into it in terms of when you might be able to get Ryan's anyway, even if he's your guy, and they will still, according to plan, interview Brian Flores today. So like I said, there's always tons of moving pieces in these things, especially when you look at all the teams and the number of people, including the Cardinals, was it nine guys? I think the Cardinals requested to interview. And so there still could be some other interviews coming down the pike anyway. Uh, and, and perhaps they, they still could meet with Ryan's uh, next week. If, if both sides are so inclined. Howard, at least the way it's played out publicly, it seemed like the Broncos just were the front runner and then it was everybody else for Peyton services do you think that there was there's some play here from Peyton and his representation that they needed to maybe drive leverage back up because Peyton and, and or the Broncos were like, well, nobody's seriously in conversation with you at this point, and we're seeing the ask the reported asking prices twenty and twenty five million dollars per season in a mid to late first round draft pick and more. Do you think that they needed to just get every team involved that has a vacancy just to get you know top dollar and top return for the Saints? It definitely could be that, and that could drive it. Some think, well, if you have two or three teams interested, that's all you really need. Sometimes all you need is two. Uh, yeah. But he, he definitely could be you know, putting that out there and this thing, how many of these teams are truly willing uh, to, pay, to pay that kind of money that he supposedly wants. And, but I, I still think at the end of the day, I mean, if it's $20 million, if it's 22 whatever he ends up getting paid – I think Sean Payton wants to – the most important thing to him, I think, is to find the right fit and the right team. And that's not just a team that has a quarterback. It's also ownership, being comfortable with that ownership, and obviously being comfortable with who's ever calling the shots personnel-wise and knowing that he will have input into that. And so I think a big part of this uh, here is, okay, you know, every other place has a general manager and has personnel department in place. The Cardinals obviously are very much in flux right now. So I'm sure a big part of it is, well, let, let me get a sense of Monty Ossenfort and see what he's all about and see if that's a guy that I feel that I can coexist with. So I, I think really most of this is all about that for him because, I mean, he's not a young guy anymore. Certainly I'm not going to say he's old, but this will probably be his last coaching opportunity. And I'm sure he wants it to be successful. Yes. Some people say, well, you're going to walk away with a lot of money no matter what. Absolutely. But guys get into coaching and get into these things because they want to win. 
and they want to be successful and they want to go to the place that gives them what they feel is the best chance for that. Howard, my last question for you really centers around the relationship with Monty Ford, Dave Sears, and the perception of the Cardinals with candidates like Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans. You know, I, I think that the more quality people that the Cardinals opt to bring in externally, in-house, strengthens their case to be able to go and look buttoned up to a Sean Payton, et cetera. Whereas I think if you would have tried to run with Michael Bidwell alone by himself early in this process with the perception and really the stank of this organization from the 2022 <laughs> season, you would have been doing yourself a disservice. Do you think there's some truth to that, that the Cardinals now are better equipped because they've got some quality people in-house that can go to bat for them with a Sean Payton? Well, it, it could be. It could be. Some would argue that it would have been better to talk with with Peyton before they had a general manager. And he could have – because I, I, had, I had heard the stories that he was going to bring along Jeff Ireland, uh, who's still with the Saints in a personnel role and has been a general manager before. He's very comfortable with him. That had been the story of what would have happened had – there hadn't been a general manager. So I think that would have been the ideal thing for Sean Payton. But yeah, I think they do want to show that, Hey, we know what we're doing now. We have this plan and all that, but I think we also can't ignore a little bit of the elephant in the room. And that is Kyler Murray because every coach that comes in and especially whether it's Sean Payton or a defensive coach, who's going to have to identify in some way, well, who's going to be my, who's going to be the offensive coordinator. Who's going to be the quarterback's coach? And do these guys feel comfortable that they can do what's necessary with Kyler Murray and his style of play and coming back from an injury that they feel that that's, that's the best quarterback for them, uh, for a team that they're going to be the head coach of? And I, I believe that that, you know, it's not talked about a lot, but I think that's a big part of all this with the Cardinals because that's, like I said, that's the looming elephant in the room. And, and so, you know, the Ravens are going through it with Lamar Jackson, they fired their offensive coordinator. And what are they really going to do now? A guy who's been injured the last two seasons, same thing with Kyler Murray. He's been injured at the end of the last three seasons. So I, I really think that that that's part of the issue of these potential coaches feeling that this is the guy that I'm going to have to win with. And this is the guy that we're going to have to build around uh, to be a successful team. I want to highlight a comment in the chat, 91 Claycomb, connecting some quick dots here. Uh, and Johnny did this just the other day when he heard about the hiring of assistant GM Dave Sears. Uh, Dave Sears is a Dave Campbell, Dan Campbell guy who was a Sean Payton guy. Hmm. And then, Johnny, you played some connecting of the dots between, you know, uh, Dave Sears and D'Amico Ryans because he was in the Houston organization. It's like, you can connect the dots almost with any of these candidates with, you know, their front office, which is great. I mean, it's refreshing because coming off the previous regime, you know, Kime was a Cardinals guy through and through. And then Cliff Kingsbury was a college guy who didn't seem to have, you know, deep rooted relationships throughout the league. So it's kind of refreshing to see that. But, you know, to my point here, Howard, I mean, it just seems like, you know, we can connect any dot we want here, yes. but this, this is, this is fun. You know, we talk about Michael Bidwell saying you were there in the in the press conference after he made the firing and the res resignation of Steve Kime, where Bidwell said, I'm going to cast the widest net possible. In your opinion, is Sean Payton the biggest tuna he can catch potentially <laughs> as far as the head coaches go? Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, th the guy is proven and 15 years uh, missed the playoffs six times. Certainly that happens to a lot of successful uh, coaches, but he knows how to build an organization. He knows how to build a team. And, and obviously the guy's pretty darn good uh, with quarterbacks. Now, granted, some would say, well, 
you know, he fell into Drew Brees. Not a whole lot of teams wanted him at the time. In fact, he could have gone to Miami and Nick Saban famously decided not to sign him as a free agent with the Dolphins because he had a shoulder problem. And Sean Payton said, hey, we're going to take a shot on him. Who knows what would have happened had his shoulder not worked out. So we had him for the whole length of time he was with that team. And so now he's going to he's going to have to do it with someone else. But there's no doubt he's the most experienced. And, and the thing I like about offensive coaches and it's nothing against any of the because most of the most of the guys on the Cardinals list are defensive oriented guys. The only ones that aren't, I believe, is the interview with Frank Reich and, and now now with Peyton. And mm-hmm. I did this over the last 10 years and the last five years, two thirds of every hire in the NFL have been offense oriented coaches. And there's a basic reason for it, because if you have an offensive head coach, they hire an offensive coordinator, but they're still running the head coach's system. And so when that offensive coordinator and the team do well, what happens? The offensive coordinator gets cherry picked by another team. And now you've got to change. But if you're, if, if you're running the head coach's system, you don't have to change. I mean, look at look at Andy Reid in Kansas City. He lost Doug Peterson off that staff. He lost Matt Nagy off that staff. But the offense still moves on with the head coach running it. I think that's the positive of having a Sean Payton. Whoever he brings in as offensive coordinator, team does well, boom, and the guy leaves. Okay, fine. We'll just get another guy still running Sean Payton's system. So I think that's why a lot of teams hire offensive guys and – We'll, we'll see which direction uh, the Cardinals go. But, yeah, answer your first question, <laughs> whatever you want. Hey, it's interesting you said the biggest tuna because who does Sean, who's Sean Payton connected to? Bill Parcells. Hmm. The biggest tuna, no doubt the about biggest, it. The big tuna. The biggest tuna. <laughs> That's right. Howard Baltzer, he's our insider here for PHNX Cardinals. He broke the story. Sean Payton expected to meet with the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday, the day after he meets for his second interview with the Denver Broncos. Howard, fantastic work. More of your great work right now on the website, gophnx.com. Your latest up there, more of a deep dive on Monty Ossifort, who he is in the move to become Steve Kimes' successor. Looking forward to more of it. Of course, when you read it, you got to become a diehard to get all and unlock all those articles using the code Howard. Howard, thanks so much, man. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Have a good rest of the show. Howard. Woo! Hot damn! What a way to start Monday morning. Howard Balzer, PHNX Cardinal Zone. And listen, do I feel like, Bo Brock, this is a little bit of damage control? Maybe, but maybe not. (laughs) Is this a leverage play for Sean Payton? Who knows, right? But at the end of the day, Michael Bidwell, Monty Austin Ford, I would assume this is going to be a face-to-face interview. They got nothing else going on Thursday. They can fly him out. They can go and meet him. We know Brian Flores is in the building today, which I think most of us feel like is the front runner. But you got to feel good if you're a Cardinal fan because we talked about it at nauseum last week. This felt dead and buried. And now at least you're going to be able to give your pitch to Sean Payton. And who knows? Maybe he meets with the Broncos on Wednesday and maybe something comes up and it just doesn't go well. Or he's got reservations and it he goes to Arizona and he meets with the folks here and he's got a renewed interest. I I think everything is on the table. And when you look at the fact that, again, we've been talking about this at nauseum, five openings. There are five quality candidates to be hired. And the Cardinals have met with Dan Quinn. They're meeting with Brian Flores. They're going to meet with Sean Payton. Who knows what's going on with D'Amico? There are options to be had. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But when we kind of started this search on our own, and it was, was even before Black Monday, 
we thought that the Arizona Cardinals were going to be in a prime spot to lure in this big fish. And, you know, yeah. speaking, I mean, I, we keep on getting lured back into this conversation. It's insane because I thought we were saying goodbye last week to the, a, a reality where Sean Payton was the Arizona Cardinals head coach. And here mm-hmm. we are right now. We're talking at least about a conversation that Monty Osenfort and you would assume Michael Bidwell are going to have with Peyton, the Super Bowl champion who spent 16 pretty solid seasons with the Saints. They're turned around an organization that really had nothing going for it. So, you know, it, it is great. It does save face for an organization that has been going through this glass case of emotion throughout this coaching search as like they they requested Peyton. They haven't set an interview with him. They requested D'Amico Ryans. They you know, reportedly had an interview set up with Ryan's that he canceled and hasn't, you know, postponed and canceled it as far as over the weekend before they beat down Dak Prescott and the, and the Dallas Cowboys. It, it, and we sat here on Monday morning, like you said, in our audio only pod, and we're like, what's this team doing? They're, they're strike one, strike two, but they're still up at, they're still at bat right now. And they still have a, a swingers chance to hit one out of the park as far as their next head coaching hire. Um, I saw something this morning just to pivot kind of to D'Amico Ryan's quickly here that is it true that he was unable even to meet with Carolina? So yeah, he he's only met, it sounds like with Yeah, Carolina the, had the where the, the soccer professional soccer player that was that David Tepper owns the the, the football club right. passed away unfortunately last week. So they had to they've moved all of their scheduled interviews from the end of last week. I, I don't even think that they've rescheduled any of them. So they haven't talked right. to Peyton. They haven't talked to D'Amico Ryan. So you've got one of the five organizations that are, especially with the one with one of the deepest pockets in the league, hasn't talked to two of the top candidates. So look, as far as the coaching search goes for all five of these teams, uh, it, it pulled the chute this week. Yeah. I mean, the parachute yeah. was pulled and, and things are, are slowing down significantly but still, all the openings are going on. Peyton, a second interview with Denver. We know what they bring to the table, right? Deep pockets, uh, you know, owner stability. That's what Peyton's looking for, right? And then, uh, I mean, you, you really have to make a determination whether or not old Wash Russell Wilson can get back in the kitchen and cook again. Does it feel like maybe the Cardinals had their initial interview with Sean Payton back on the Fiesta Bowl Saturday and maybe Michael Bidwell and Sean Payton had an off the conversation record. Uh, And I'm just paraphrasing here, but like those initial touch points with Sean Payton, like were those thorough deep dives? I feel like this week is the ramp up conversations with Sean Payton that really matter. Even though this is the Cardinals first interview, like something tells me this is, this is not the first time that they've spoken. And I know that's out of, you know, you know, the league's control and you want to make sure everything's copacetic. And even Howard mentioned, you can kind of have under the table conversations like if you wanted to with D'Amico, but I, it would, it would, I would be surprised if after he gets done talking with Denver again, Wednesday, that he's just now having discussions with Michael Bidwell for the first time on Thursday. So that's changed a little bit. And and Howard just tipped me off on that and just confirming that as far as the Wednesday date. So this is via uh, Jeff Duncan that, um, he has not finalized his meeting with the Broncos. He plans to fly to Denver Wednesday night, anticipating anticipation of meeting with team officials there, presumably uh, Thursday. So, uh, if the Cardinals, I mean, I don't know if it's something where he's gonna they're gonna meet with him in Denver, or if if if, if Michael Bidwell is gonna fire up the PJ, or they're gonna mm-hmm. go pick him up and bring him back, or fly him back to LA. That'd be a nice little move right there. He's like, hey, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get you around wherever you want to go. 
in you know meantime having conversations uh who knows but it was always in sean payton's best interest to talk to everybody like yeah. for people who thought that sean payton was holding this up and and sean payton said i don't want to talk to you michael bidwell that's lunacy even from a standpoint he wants leverage he wants to go to fox and go to the team he wants to go to and say look how many teams are vying for me pay me the most money i have unlimited options everybody wants to talk to me if he tries to narrow it down and say no cardinals i'm just not interested and he doesn't float this out there that he's going to meet with them I mean, people get out what they want to get out. Typically, 90% of the time, if it's leaked, it's purposely leaked for a reason. So, again, it never made sense to me or us, frankly, that that Sean didn't want to meet with the Cardinals. I had come to the conclusion that really yesterday when we spoke, Bo, on our audio-only podcast, like the, the Cardinals had just moved on from Sean Payton. Either the price tag from the draft picks was too high, the compensation of paying him 20 to $25 million a year was too high, and they were happy with what they had. I I hope that this is not the case of we fumbled the D'Amico Ryan situation. We need to fill a spot in our interview carousel. Let's bring in Sean Payton because we already did the homework of interviewing or requesting the interview. Well, either way, if it puts your, your uh, you know, brain trust, your your two your powers that be for the Arizona Cardinals now, post Steve Keim, uh, in a position to talk face to face with the top head coaching candidate and yeah. you know if if they have you know decent conversation and, and if those turn into you know conversations beyond thursday it doesn't matter right i mean if 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 they're not just gonna sit and waste everybody's time you would presume just because they felt like the optics were bad after you know the, the hottest coordinator on the market uh canceled his interview over the weekend and now you've got kind of a dead period where every coach that's associated with the four teams that are left uh you can't you can't touch them this week until you know the week before the super bowl week so um regardless you're having a good conversation with a great football mind in sean payton now it's up for of course our friends in the chat people who listen to this podcast and obviously the decision makers for the arizona cardinals to decide you know is what the asking price for Sean Payton is, is it worth it? And that's mid to late first round pick, potentially a future first round pick for the Arizona Cardinals. I'll say this. The Cardinals aren't giving up the third overall pick for Sean Payton. That's just not happening. I think the saints realize that that's not in play, but are they talking future first? Potentially we'll see. I accidentally just uh, clicked Sean Payton on my DraftKings sportsbook app right now uh, at plus three fifty. He's still the second uh, favorite betting favorite for the Arizona Cardinals right now, Johnny, behind Brian Flores, who interviews today, and then behind those two guys is D'Amico Ryans, who's at plus 550, and then Vance Joseph continues to slide down. He's at plus 550 as well on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yes, you can get all those and more on DraftKings. And speaking of DraftKings, Bo, four NFL teams remain. Unfortunately, one of those is the San Francisco 49ers in the two conference championship games this weekend. No better time to make some coin on DraftKings. Only a few more shots to win big in the playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57. Get this, new customers can bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code PHNX, get $5 if you're a new customer, and get, uh, excuse me, bet $5 in the conference championship game. You don't have to win it. You don't have to bet the spread, the money line, whatever. Just bet five bucks in the conference championship games and you get 250 or excuse me, $200 in free bets instantly. If you do five bucks equals 200 only on DraftKings 
only with new customers using promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings pick of the week from last week did not work out. I have the Dallas Cowboys beating San Francisco. Uh, hint, hint on what it will be for this weekend. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, all the way. money line for <laughs> Philly on DraftKings. Spoiler, DraftKings pick of the week. Come on, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. You just you just want the Niners season to end, right? It, it's certainly bittersweet. It's one of my Come favorite on, traditions. One to watch the Cowboys season end, uh, not in the conference championship round of the playoffs. It's been something that's been fantastic the last almost three decades. Uh, and, and but to see Mike McCarthy and Callum Moore can just bumble fuck that offense and and completely mismanage the end of the game there, uh, hilarious. It, it doesn't get funnier than that, right? Uh, it does. It doesn't get much better than last Wednesday at Four Peaks, hanging out with the PHNX crew. That's what you have to do. Whether you're hanging out looking for something to do for lunch, come join the PHNX crew. We're going to be hanging out, broadcasting live all day long, enjoying great food, great fun, and of course the great beers. You got the Kilt Lifter, you got the Hop Knot IPA, you got the Joy Bus Wow High Hazy IPA, Some Brew, one of the OG Four Peaks brews that's delicious, or the Peach, like our guy Johnny likes to put back. Join us this Wednesday. That's not a shot, Johnny. I know you like peach. Peach is delicious. I love, I love <laughs> fruits are good for you. It is. It's absolutely great. They were put there by a man. Uh, <laughs> as far as PH and X crew, we're hanging out there at H Street Pub, January 25th. All shows are live in person throughout the day. You want to come talk about the Arizona Cardinals coaching search? We're going to be hanging out there. We'll be talking some shop. Join us. Get those $3 beer specials while you're at it. Come say hi to us. Talk Cardinals football or Suns basketball. They're heating up. Yotes. I know their GM is talking to our PHNX Coyotes crew today. You're going to want to check that interview after you check us out here on PHNX Sports. It's a huge day here for the company. Come join us for another big day out of Four Peaks on Wednesday. Uh, Dakota in the chat, what is Sean's scheme? 3-4 or 4-3? Uh, they typically ran a 4-3 uh, with his prior defensive coordinators, but if he were to want Vic Fangio, uh, Vic is a tried-and-true 3-4 defensive coordinator. Uh, we've got some Sean Payton breaking news I want to get to here in a second from Howard, um, but in a, I want to quickly run through uh, the Arizona Cardinals head coaching tracker that we have here at PHNX and talk about where everything stands the week to come and the week that was. So Frank Wright, Vance Joseph, with the two initial interviews, Bo Brock, I think we would both be surprised if they got second interviews, at least Vance Joseph. Frank Wright is interviewing for offensive coordinator roles today, this week. Uh, I would imagine that the Cardinals opening is the only one he interviews for as a head coach opening. Then we've got our guy Averro. Broncos DC was completed last Friday. Aaron Glenn, DC for the Detroit Lions, was done on Saturday. And then D'Amico Ryans was supposed to be Saturday, if not Sunday. However, D'Amico canceled on the Arizona Cardinals to focus on his matchup uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals cannot talk to D'Amico or anybody on the final four coaching staffs until at earliest next week. However, if D'Amico Ryans were to win with San Francisco, then they have to wait an additional week. So that's why there is skepticism surrounding D'Amico Ryan's availability. And this coming from Howard Balzer relating to Sean Payton, breaking news again on PHNX Cardinals. Sean Payton, according to Howard Balzer, his interview with Denver is delayed. It is not happening on Wednesday, which means his interview with the Arizona Cardinals is here 
in Arizona, Bo Brock. Again, Sean Payton's interview that was supposed to be a big-time matchup on Wednesday. Sean and the Walmart people is delayed, and he will be in Arizona <laughs> with Michael Bidwell either Thursday, if not before, Bo. My God, our guy Howard Balzer just putting in the work. Dropping H-bombs. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah he's dropping H-bombs out there. Howard Balzer, great reporting. He's doing it from his wife's gym. It's insane the amount of work that man gets done. But we could all, if, if we spent time working while waiting on our wives, we'd probably be the most successful people in our, in our profession, and that's what you 100%. see with Howard Balzer. Look, Sean Payton prioritizing the Arizona Cardinals. He wants to meet with them before meeting with the Denver Broncos a second time. Yes. I mean, I think he understands that he needs to get all these these interviews, at least these first rounds done before he starts to really legitimize which teams he wants to have serious negotiations with. So uh, it, it makes sense to put the Cardinals in front of the Broncos a second time, doesn't it? Well, I got people on Twitter saying, hot take, it's delayed because he wants to use the interview with the Cardinals as leverage to get more, more out of Denver. Fine. I mean, like, it, again... Does but if he goes to Denver first, there's a chance he doesn't leave the building. Also, like all that Walmart money, the Cardinals' first touch point with him publicly will, will, would not be his last. If if he's going to be the next head coach of this team, like because then you could really slow play it. Because Sean, you don't have to wait. If Sean shows interest, uh, according to Joel in the chat, Rap she just confirmed uh, the Sean Payton interview. So again, it is happening. First, Howard Balzer, PHNX Cardinals on the spot. Yeah, he quote tweeted Howard. News. Love to see that. Respect the uh, rap sheet friend of the program. Howie Bomb, we should coin that here. Uh, Howard Balzer Bomb, I'm sure he's going to have a banger of an article at gophnx.com that you want to check out. But, I mean, we just we have to be realistic with this thing. It's very touch and go. Shit changes every day. We went from D'Amico's going to interview to having an interview set to it's not happening. All in the span of 48 hours. Now, today, we woke up to the news that Sean Payton is back on the table. I would say right now, we talked about it on the audio-only podcast, Bo, with D'Amico Ryans potentially removing himself with that canceled interview. At least that's what it looks like publicly. We didn't have a strong insight as to who could potentially be the number two to Brian Flores, who is interviewing today. I mean, like, is it crazy to say, like, it feels like Sean Payton is back in that, let's say, the top-tier mix of who could be the next head coach of this team? Yeah, I mean, he continues to be in the in the betting favorites. I mean, obviously because of his notoriety, his name recognition, and just you know the the public putting money down on it. I mean, it, it, the guy interviewing today is also it, it's it's tough to get away from Brian Flores just because of his relationship that he has in the past with Monty Osenfort. But you know, it, it just goes to show like this. They're gonna have a first interview with Sean Payton. We're not we're not making any like real hay with this this coaching search, you know, until it, at the earliest later this week. Um, so it's they're in it until they're not until Sean Payton either starts to you know uh, something starts to materialize with him in, in Denver or another team. Um, and, and to your point, I, I see as far as what gaming videos uh, from is it Aspie? It was saying you know. It's, Quit saying the Walmart like they still have a ton of money. They've got a sh they've got just rooms full of cash. They've got Walmart uh, semis just full with cash. And yes, David Tepper is the richest owner in the NFL. But the Arizona Cardinals are in this conversation for Sean Payton until they're not. It's like I saw somebody on Twitter saying like, "Why are we worried about Michael Bidwell's money? This podcast isn't. No. Spend every dime you have. 
cash it's like every Benjamin check. Albright said, it's not our money. We don't give right. a shit. Cash, but cash the problem, every... here, here's the one thing I'll say. With him paying $30 million for, for Cliff Kingsbury to go hang out on a beach in Thailand, uh, you know, it does, he does get a little cash trapped. Like if this doesn't work I'm sorry, out. Is that not happening with Nathaniel Hackett and Matt Rule? I'm but sorry, that's happening. Well, I know, but the thing is, it, it puts the pressure on, and, and you want this pressure, obviously, uh, for Sean Payton to work out. If, if, you, you, if you have to pay Sean Payton to go out, I mean, you're the, you're the Tiger King, and financially you'll probably never, you never uh, come back Do we need to that. start a GoFundMe? Like, I'll throw five bucks down. <laughs> Everybody, Guys, we don't, I, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I did oh, see God. a sign yesterday. I did see a sign yesterday that uh, I did not – I did, I did not like uh, – I saw Pay- Sean Payton on Fox. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Did you see his get-up? Oh, geez. He's got a stylist. He just no, put- no, no, no. Are you no, talking no. about like a color combination? Yeah. yeah. Okay, what yeah, was it? A- it was the navy blue, and it had – and he had orange <laughs> shoes. Orange shoes. What's like, he signaling? I'm What's telling have, you, I thought hey, he was going he'll to have red right on this. On he'll have red on this weekend. He'll have red on this weekend. <laughs> He's gonna have like the 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 signature Cardinals red tie introductory press conference. Is that what's happening? Is that like coming? When Kyler was drafted. He had he the had ones the that we saw Cliff wear, the one that we saw Kime wear, the one that we saw Wilkes wear, the one that we saw the endless list of people that were hired by this franchise and then fired by this franchise. <sighs> Buckle up, anybody? Because we had a bunch of comments. We we're gonna get to it today. Like, could Brian Flores be hired today? Uh, no. Brian Flores will not be hired today. Brian Flores interviewing, I would imagine that's going to go really well. And I would I would still, if I had money, which I do, putting it on DraftKings, I didn't get the plus 900 odds like some of you uh, got, but I did get plus 600. Our GM, Saul Bookman, got plus 350 on DraftKings. I would still put your money, if you can get it, plus money on Brian Flores. But, I mean, like, how great is that? Like, DraftKings, yeah. you put a five spot on Brian Flores, you make a little cash, but if it doesn't work out and they hire Sean Payton, it's like, okay, whatever. They have Sean Payton now. That's called hedging your bet, right? Yeah. Hedging your emotions. Love doing that on DraftKings. <laughs> to answer Nico's question in the chat, absolutely, he moves up my my list from. They have an oh, interview no. now. We, they we have forgot an interview about those now. Lists. That list has been scrubbed from the internet yeah. with Kyle Murray's <laughs> social media. Oh, how dare eyes. you, producer Emma? How dare you bring up receipts that are. Longer than the one you get at Walgreens. D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I actually would put Peyton ahead of D'Amico Ryan's now, just because Ryan said uh, canceled his interview. I mean, th- that's the biggest part. Time. You have to have these conversations with these with these coaches in order to really have a realistic shot. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Thank you for holding me account- accountable here, Nico. That's what we do here on PHNX Cardinals. When one of us is wrong or we've been proven to be wrong, we will own up to it. No doubt about it. D'Amico's off my top five. You can't. Wow. You can't. You can't. That's a hotter take than me having Sean Payton at four. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because they could always interview with Sean. D'Amico, they can't talk to him. They can't talk to him until next week. You think they're going to wait until next week? No, <laughs> I think most fans, I think, are on my side with this. Did you Just see like, what his defense did to Dak Prescott no, and the Cowboys? I'm not saying I don't want D'Amico Ryan. That was I'm my point realistic. with Sean Payton, but you were with the pitchforks and the uh, and the, the torches when I had Sean Payton fourth on my list. You were leading they the charge had, against Cardinals me. Cardinals had put in a request, and it was a scheduling thing. Sean was always going to be available this week, and like last week, D'Amico is not available anymore. I'm sorry. We said this last night. When was the last time somebody got hired 
when the first conversation they had, if they if this, this is the first conversation, the week after the NFC title game. Like, also, I, I feel like Cardinals kind of showed their hand. Like, they're interviewing Frank Wright and Vance Joseph before D'Amico Ryan. Come on, what are we doing, guys? Because they knew Brian Flores was always going to be there. They could slow play this with Brian. Brian's not getting head coaching interviews. Frank Wright, outside of Carolina, is not getting head coaching interviews. But those guys should have been last. Vance Joseph should be like Tuesday of this week. Vance Joseph should not have been first on the schedule. Just Frank Wright should have been later. Like you, sh- what, I don't, I don't want to go back and talk about last night's conversation about the Miko Ryan's, but they they misplayed that. Can we t- can we be honest about that? They misplayed yeah. their sense of urgency or lack thereof with D'Amico Ryan's. It has nothing to do with D'Amico, the person, the coach. He he's one A to Sean Payton for me. Now that Jim Harbaugh's off the table. But they, when would they talk to him? You can't be a contender for D'Amico Ryan and wait to talk to him until the first week of February. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I disagree. I mean, if you feel like there's a realistic chance, and obviously there's been communication between him and his representation, and say, hey, make sure you you get us scheduled as soon as you're possible. You can do that. And there, There's no way that they can do it between the conference championships and the two weeks that uh, – between then and the Super Bowl, what if the what if what if the Niners win? God forbid on Sunday. If you're putting all your eggs in that basket, if if they lose, then he better be the first person you talk to next Monday. Sure, a week from today, we better be doing yeah. an emergency pod. I mean, just look at, like look this. at Sean. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that he absolutely is 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 emergency podcast worthy. That's why I'm keeping him on my list. But yeah, I'm bumping him down. All right, Bo, I'm going to give you a date. Okay. February 1st, which is a week from Wednesday. Do the Cardinals have their next head coach by February 1st? Man, I don't think so. Not the way things are no. playing out. Not the not the way things are playing out. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Are we going to be sitting here at in mid-February with a new coach, and it could be a crown jewel like a Peyton or a D'Amico? And saying Michael Bid will play this exactly right because unlike last offseason with 10 openings, there are five this year, and he can afford to be patient. Are we being too impatient? Mainly me. It's no, I, I think that look, you you just need the right guy to lead this organization out of the cellar right now. I mean, they they seem like they they played with some sort of sense of urgency the last time, and it was weird, and it was one of the most Odd coaching hires in NFL history, taking a guy who was just fired from his alma mater at 35 and 40 uh, in Cliff Kingsbury, and and they they had this experiment. This isn't an experiment. I think like with Sean Payton, potentially that's a proven commodity, uh, and then D'Amico Ryan's, you know, what his his defense has done as far as kicking ass the last two seasons, even improving on the defense that Robert Sala got, got him a head job. Uh, it, it's it's a testament to how good of a coach and coordinator he is. And, and, you know, you hear the, the, obviously the quotes from players that said they would die for him and then he should be president. Those are coaches that worked with him. Uh, I mean, he's, he's very impressive. And if the Arizona Cardinals end up, like we said, like there's three candidates, you included Harbaugh on that initially. And now we've got two left. Uh, And then Brian Flores, if that's your consolation prize, like the Cardinals are in conversations right now with who you want them to be in conversations with. It's not the Cliff Kingsbury's of the world. It's it's not the Steve Wilkes. It's not the guys that you know jack shit about. These are guys that you can very re- realistically see 
leading them out of the depths of the NFC West. So I looked up a little revisionist history here. Uh, yeah. Cardinals hired Bruce Arians on January 8th. They hired Cliff Kingsbury on the 8th or the 9th. Now, those were 16-week seasons, not 17. But even if you tack on an additional week, by this point, uh, with uh, NFL inflation for their week 16 <laughs> versus week 17, they would have had a head coach by now. Um, and lo and behold, we're sitting here. I would I would venture to say they're not even close to hiring, and neither is anybody else. Feels right. like everybody's and that's fine. kind of in a position to, to take their time. And that's a good place to be. If we were sitting here and three of the five spots were open or were, were uh, taken and you felt like there wasn't a lot of momentum, then you would want to light a fire under this franchise. But, man, like, I don't feel like Carolina's close to anybody. No. I don't feel like Houston's close to anybody. Denver, I would have said, is the closest now that they can meet with Dan Quinn again and Peyton was going to interview with, with them on Wednesday, but that's not happening now. And I don't know what the fuck's going on with that <laughs> lunatic Jim Irsay and the Colts. Right. Did they just right. hire Jeff Saturday so we could all move on with our lives? Like, it feels like Cardinals, man, I will give Michael Bidwell the immense benefit of the doubt if he slow plays this directly into an elite head coach. That would be unbelievable. And, I mean, they're, they're pulling people, good people from Detroit. They're pulling yeah. good people from Tennessee. He's pressing all the right buttons. So I think the same old Bidwell moniker – I mean, we're we're a Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan's hiring away from that being dead and buried. You you can't you can't say that about Michael Bidwell if he's able to land one of these two coaches. Right, and it, and it's not going to come with like the JJ Watt price tag that everybody said. Hey, he just went for the money, right? He, he obviously where most of this stuff is even like to to the point in the chat. You know, Carolina's got the richest owner in the league. We know that Denver has a ton of money, right? Uh, it's going to come down to who wants to to be most competitive and vie for Sean Payton's services and set him up for success. I'm sure what he wants right out of the gates. So, look, I mean, just to be able to have these conversations and continues to kind of fight off the dogs and the mobs that want to say that the Cardinals are this poverty franchise and they're always going to be that. But I think what the moves have quickly shown post Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes resignation is Michael Bidwell's getting his groove back a little bit. He's, he's finding his, his legs a little bit as an NFL owner for the first time, really, because he was stuck in this toxic relationship work relationship with Steve Kime for nearly three decades. So the, it's, it's, it's good news for the Arizona Cardinals. And it's good that that stench didn't linger too long to really take him out of an opportune time to get a legit head coach. Absolutely. I mean, just he he has done his best to pivot off of what was a toxic time for his his franchise. Steve Keim had become really kind of poisonous professionally with the scouting department, with ex-players, and he has separated himself. And I know a lot of people, we talked about it with the comments about Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson being bypassed now for Dave Sears. Sometimes, I mean, it, it means maybe bypassing some quality people internally to set a new and to have that doesn't mean Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris shouldn't go be GMs or co-GMs or assistant GMs somewhere else. But for what the Cardinals needed, this is not a one-size-fits-all. This was specific for the Cardinals to get back on track is they needed outside people. They're, they have an outside GM. They've got an outside assistant GM. They're going to have an external head coach. I mean, that, that that's that's a it's a Christmas New Year's miracle. And they're one check away with new uniforms from checking every box imaginable <laughs> for this franchise outside of that's about as big of a win without playing a game as, as you can get. 
Um, and listen, speaking of big wins, Underdog Fantasy had a profitable weekend with Daily Fantasy using Underdog Fantasy this weekend. Had uh, a nice little mixer with um, Joe Mixon this weekend. I mm-hmm. went big on the Bengals. Uh, you'll see that on PHNX Bets Daily here later today. But I, w- I was all in with Cincinnati, and I prospered against my buddies on Underdog Fantasy this weekend. It does fantasy sports differently. Draft your team against five of your friends. The highest scoring squad wins that cold, hard cash for the evening. And again, if you're thinking, I just need to pivot away from the NFL. The Cardinals are my team. I don't like any of these teams remaining. No problem. Draft six NBA players with no positional limit. Look, the Suns are back. They're cooking. What the hell was that from Chris Paul last night? We're excited. I'm excited to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy. It's so easy, friends, to get started. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. That means you put in $100, you do the promo code PHNX, and whoop, $100 in your account free for you to bet with. Gamble, wager against up to five of your buddies. NBA, NFL, the possibilities are endless. Pivot away, stiff arm, year-long fantasy for daily fantasy with underdog fantasy. Get in on the action today, Bo. I was like a maestro last night with the Suns. Saw that uh, from our guy, Gerald Bourget, PHNX Suns, that it was going to be CP3 returning. Took his higher as far as assists. Higher for points for Torrey Craig. Lower for Cam Johnson. I was in the jo- in the zone. Higher points for Mikhail Bridges on fire. And it was a nice little payday. It's that daily fantasy, just a little nudge you need. Get that little extra action that you're looking for on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a mundane day. You can get all the action you want from our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Also, let's take things from a mundane to a next level with our friends over at More Furniture. I love what More Furniture has done for my household. It's made me look smart, suggesting it to my wife, who's looking at all these more expensive furniture companies, and we're saving some monies while we're not also discounting what it's going to look like inside of our home. We got our living room locked in. We got our dining room and our bedrooms, our kids' room dialed in. Now we're working on our guest room, and we're doing it all with more furniture. Because every time we buy from more furniture, we get the white glove delivery, and you're like, my God, Bo Brock, you are a fancy, fancy dude. White glove delivery? Fancy boy. I can't afford that. I don't, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have David Tepper cash. You don't need it. Because white glove delivery is basically – Pretty much standard with all of your more furniture purchases. Check them out right now. Save more on the best furniture in the Valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Let's get Sean Payton some more furniture when he takes the head coaching job. I don't think he'll need promo codes, though. I think he'll, <laughs> he can pay the full amount and then some. Uh, he might just go to Michael Biddle's house and take his furniture. Yeah, this is part of the deal. I get to go and cherry pick your home, Michael. A uh, lot happening. So we didn't even chance to get to the Hopkins stuff, which is mm-hmm. nuts. So supposedly Monty Osenfort is meeting Bo with DeAndre Hopkins this week to talk about his future, future options, what have you. You made a great point, a brilliant point on our PHNX audio only pod yesterday. How could Monty Osenfort go into these conversations with head coaches without knowing the future of DeAndre Hopkins? Like if they're planning on getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins and shipping him out, number one, Are you having this conversation to tell him you'll abide by trading him? And also number two, like Sean Payton, Brian Flores, D'Amico Ryans, whomever, Dan Quinn, they're going to want to know, hey, is D-Hop going to be on the team next year? Right. So I I would imagine that any decision with D-Hop 
is made before they have that conversation. Wouldn't well, it's interesting. It's it, it, it might be, hey, you know, Monty Austinfort can use that, uh, just have it holstered for the interview he has with the Sean Payton types of the NFL head coaching candidates, right? Say, hey, I just had a really good productive conversation with DeAndre Hopkins, and he's good. He's good. If we pivot towards we want to mutually, you know, part ways, and he's willing to waive his no-trade clause, and he's willing to – go find a good spot for him to finish his career and while bring us some draft capital in return, or he's ready to play for it. Regard, yeah. like we just need to figure out, he's just waiting for us when this, to say when and, and when he needs to waive that no trade clause. That, make, that would make sense to me, but also it doesn't make sense to me uh, to play a little bit of a devil's advocate is how do you have the conversation with, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins about his future when we don't know what the future of this franchise really looks like. I mean, right. is it going to be a win now type coach like Sean Payton, or is it going to be somebody that you're going to invest in long-term like a D'Amico Ryans, where it's more of a, a, a much longer play where you're going to really try to set the groundwork for a full rebuild, uh, you know, around the new head coach, the new front office, and of course, Kyler Murray. So it's, it's, it's really fascinating that they decided this week was the smart one. Uh, to have that conversation with DeAndre Hopkins. But look, the more information you have, the more armed you are going to be able going forward to have conversations with the coach, to plan out your offseason, to have a full idea, full scope of which direction this team is going because I feel like the previous regime, Steve Kime, he didn't have these types of conversations to get ahead of this stuff. He was just flying by the seat of his pants and saying, oh, maybe we'll, you know, is it cold outside today? Maybe I'll try to trade DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it, it, it's it's I, I am encouraged, regardless of what the conversations look like, that they're just having these conversations and having these plans in place. Yeah, because, again, what we talk about with the next head coach of this team, I, I think they're going to get a five year contract, maybe a six year contract. Sean Payton, you're going to want him around for 10 years. DeAndre Hopkins, you can make an argument, even if he were to stick around, has a lifespan with his money for about two years max. So, again, are you going to spin it to the new GM? And the new head coach that we're going to keep Hopkins and go all in for 2022, 2023, I, I should say. Uh, the fuck you are. We saw this team <laughs> try to go all in multiple times. It didn't work out. You don't have Kyler Murray potentially into mid-October, if not later. It just, again, we're not anti-D-Hop on this podcast. But you're talking about selling a big picture five to ten year plan with this head coach and GM combination. That does not include DeAndre Hopkins long term. And I, and I think this this team has shown you with their actions in the past that they should not go year to year with their personnel moves. Have an idea yeah. of what you want to do. Go into the draft with a mindset. This, this is a cornerstone player for the next five plus years. That's not to say we're going to trade Diop and then use that second round pick or the first round pick to get another receiver. Yeah. But you just, you have to be smarter than you've done things in the past. For the sure. DeAndre Hopkins acquisition was done in the Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Chimera when Kyler Murray was making no money. That yeah. era is over. Kyler Murray's making a premium. Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, they're gone. So again, for people who are having a tough time kind of understanding D-Hop not being number 10 in, in his black jersey next year for the Arizona Cardinals, it's as simple as the people that acquired DeAndre Hopkins, as great as he is, are no mm -hmm. longer with the franchise. And so you have to give the new GM and head coach every opportunity to say, do I want a $30 million receiver at 31 years old with no Kyler Murray to maximize him? Are we going to have to win a different way? Right. Well, and, and you want to be able to be versatile, right? You want to be able to have that next man up mentality. We thought we were seeing it 
you know, given the suspension for DeAndre Hopkins to start this season, that they were going to be in a decent spot to overcome not having number 10 in the starting lineup for six games. And and that proved to be brutally wrong. Like, yeah. and, and I don't think that's as much of an indictment on Kyler Murray. It could be, right? It could be. He took a step back. I don't think anybody would deny that. But I think it was more of, of the position that he was put in schematically uh, to, to utilize the weapons that they brought in. I mean, they dra- their top draft pick was Trey McBride. He wasn't even active the first week, and he was not close to being a part of that offense. Now you had Zach Hurts, right, who had, I think, negative yak receiving on the no, I'm, I'm joking, but, I mean, he was catch-and-fall-down guy, right? I mean, there wasn't yeah. much to it. And then Hollywood Brown, you know, you were encouraged what you saw. But, I mean, it, it's – it wasn't there, but you hope that now with, with a new coach going forward that they're going to be able to kind of overcome not having star players in the lineup. And, and if it starts with sending one out and, and bringing in you know potential picks to, to rebuild and, and develop future stars, um, that should get you excited just about as much. Should get you excited. Sean Payton is going to interview with the Arizona Cardinals this coming Thursday, according to Howard Balzer. If you just join the show... Sean Payton coming to Arizona, meeting with Michael Bidwell, Monty Ossonfort. What does that mean for Brian Flores' bow as we put a bow on today? Brian Flores meeting with the Arizona Cardinals today. Would you say definitively he is still the front runner for this job with this franchise? Yeah, I mean, given what the cost of doing business with Sean Payton is, right? It's the reported, you know, late to mid to late first round pick, maybe a future first round pick for the Cardinals and the 20 to 25 million dollars per season. I mean, that's that's rich for any franchise. I don't care how deep your pockets are. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, in, in the relationship that I asked Monty Austin for it the day of his introductory press conference, what his relationship was with Sean Payton, he said he's never crossed paths with him. So this is going to be the first yeah. meeting that we know about between these, these two guys, which it's great. I'm glad they're having the conversation, but yeah, I, I still think that it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find a, a better betting favorite than a guy like Brian Flores to, to be the Arizona Cardinals next head coach. And look, if that's your consolation prize, to Sean Payton, to D'Amico Ryans, it's not bad. At least it's not, you know, I don't know, Frank Reich or, or somebody else that was in the conversation that is interviewed for the uh, Jonathan Gannon or somebody that was kind of off the radar that the Arizona Cardinals just had to, get, you know, hire because nobody else wanted this job. There are three, I think, legitimate candidates that could turn this franchise around and expedite a rebuild that the Cardinals are co- having conversations with. Talk to me a little bit about Dan Quinn, because when when word got out that they had done kind of a throwaway Zoom call, I don't want to call it a throwaway, but it was an hour Zoom with Dan Quinn. And I thought his defense was pretty impressive yesterday. Yeah, I think sure. he, I think there's a good chance if Sean Payton doesn't end up in Denver, I think he's the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Give me, give me some of your skepticism around Dan Quinn. What does he not do for you as the head coach of this franchise? Because I think by name alone, a lot of people would say, He's been to a Super Bowl, right? Brian right. Flores has never been to a Super Bowl. He's led a team deep into the playoffs. He's led a Dallas unit each of the past two years that you could argue overachieved and, and consistently you know, met expectations this year. Why would Dan Quinn, who's a, I, I would say, a pretty solid leader of men, not do it for you as the next head coach of this franchise? I think Dan Quinn is fantastic, if not one of the top defensive coordinators in the league, but he just doesn't do it for me as a head coach. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he was able to take that Atlanta Falcons team that was kind of close, right, and have them kind of smash through the glass ceiling a little bit and get to the Super Bowl and then have one of the most 
epic failures of all time, 28-3. They collapsed, and then they were never the same. And I feel like mm-hmm. his voice kind of fell short in that locker room afterwards, and then there was a parody of themselves. They couldn't hold on to a lead. I just think there are guys that are great coordinators that it doesn't there, – there's something off to where they can't, you know, hit it as – strike the right tone as a head coach. And I think, unfortunately for Dan Quinn, that's it. It's just like the devil you knew versus the devil you don't know. I think that Dan Quinn is is a would be a good coach choice, but I think there's a ceiling to it, and I don't want that. I want I want the Cardinals to to seek higher for their their next head coach. And you know, eight and eight, he goes with the Falcons. Eleven and five, ten and six, and then under five hundred the rest of the way after the collapse in the Super Bowl. Seven and nine, a pair of seasons there, and then zero and five before he was fired from Atlanta. I just, I, I like time hasn't healed those wounds for me. I'm not a Falcons fan, but I just, I saw it. I, I and I don't, I don't want to see history repeat itself. And I just don't think that he's the guy that's going to be equipped to lead this team uh, as quickly out of the basement of the NFC West as, as some of these other candidates. Well, and we saw it too. Kyle Shanahan was the the crown jewel of that coaching staff, and the minute Kyle Shanahan bailed for San Francisco, great point. You start to see flaws with Dan Quinn. I just think for Cardinal fans looking for before this Peyton news broke, uh, Bo, looking for you know reason for optimism for this job being perceived well by candidates, at least talking to Dan Quinn is a a high operating candidate for a lot of these teams. Like it's not a Vance Joseph, Frank Wright type of interview. Like he he's going to get a head coaching job, I believe, in this cycle. So you want to be included with the teams that are interviewing him just, just to kind of get a feel for who he is as a person, as a head coach. So I like that they're doing their due diligence. I did not have an issue at all. I would not have an issue at all, frankly, both if he was brought back for the second rounds and they brought him in to the Tempe facility and they walked around, they got to know him. I think they should. But at the same time, as Edwin puts in the chat, he reminds me of Leslie Frazier, great coordinator, not, not a great head coach. I think there is a ceiling. Whereas with Brian Flores, I think there's a little bit more there. And then you also, you also get the coup that he has a relationship with the GM and you do not have to worry with Monty and Brian Flores of a disconnect that we so often both saw with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime and Vance Joseph. No one was talking to each other. The draft felt completely disconnected from the reality that we saw so much during the season. And I'm not saying that would happen with Dan Quinn and Monty Austin for it, you would they would be lockstep together because they're first time GM head coaches here in Arizona. But the the reason I'm so bullish on Flores, who I've liked since November, and especially now, is he just checks so many boxes for the Cardinals with what they currently ail in. They have no accountability, right? The team was undisciplined. He won with bad quarterback play. Now you could make an argument with Brian Flores. Does he too have a ceiling? Did we see the best version of Brian Flores? I I disagree, but did we see the best version in Miami when he was winning just 10 and 9 games? Is it another Quinn situation? I feel like his tutelage under Mike Tomlin, learning from Mike Tomlin for a year, being able to maybe you know sidestep some of his communication problems he had in the past in Miami, having an ownership and a front office that would be 100% behind him, which is not what he had in Miami. I think the upside is significant with him. He still remains firmly my my number three choice behind, obviously, Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans. It's it's kind of crazy to me just to see how the season has played out post Brian Flores in Miami and like Mike McDaniel, the the hype train and how yeah. out of control it got. Obviously, they got they they got off to a hot start. What was it like eight and three 
and then they finished the season nine and eight. The exact same record as Brian Flores in his final season, but Brian Flores didn't have Tyreek Hill. He didn't have Bradley Chubb. He didn't have all the talent that they added to this roster because they had made it out on the other side of a rebuild that Brian Flores had to endure for three seasons where they had a team that shouldn't have won a game. They were tanking yeah. for Tua. They went five and 11 that season and then mm-hmm. 10 games on the outside looking in Mike McDaniel only benefited from an AFC uh, conference that just cannibalized each other and a nine wins gets to the postseason where the last two seasons it didn't get you the postseason under Brian Flores uh, Brian Flores can coach in this league and did more with less in Miami and I think like I said it a ton of times I think he would be a great consolation prize to a couple of the, the other top-tier candidates as far as this NFL coaching carousel cycle continues. Flores interviewing with the Cardinals today. Breaking news from Howard Balzer. Sean Payton going to be in Arizona on Thursday. Maybe do a, a sidewalk stroll with Vance Joseph that day. Maybe get a look at uh, old, <laughs> old Sean Payton, Michael Bidwell and company. A lot of moving parts, and you know where to get all the info is here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Of course, go phnx.com. Hear from the man himself, Howard Balzer, the official beat reporter, insider for PHNX Cardinals. Slam that promo code, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. What a day. Monday, Huge. kicking off the week. The week, Completely the best redeem themselves. That's Completely right. redeem themselves. If, if you need more context to that, check out our audio-only pod. We recorded it last night. It was, it's a little bit doom and gloom, right? It was. Uh, we were a little downtrodden after the D'Amico Ryan's oh, news. Yeah. Uh, but we, we obviously, you know, took, took, uh, hit it from all angles and, and continued to deep dive this coaching search, talked a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins, talked a little bit about Dave Sears, new assistant general manager. I think, uh, you know, Johnny had some good tidbits as far as his draft history, which is very impressive. So check that out, of course, wherever you find podcasts, but, uh, yeah. And, and look, you might be kind of uh, weary of the price tag for Sean Payton, but just hit that like button if you're excited that the Arizona Cardinals are talking to the top candidate out there on the head coaching market here uh, as you watch this YouTube 200 strong you out there. We appreciate you, everybody tuning in. We appreciate all of you. also appreciate it. Everybody go to their phone, their smart device, and search Woo. PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. You've quickly made us your premium Arizona Cardinal podcast. We want to make sure you don't miss a thing. We drop audio-only podcasts as well as the live shows that we do Monday through Friday. So check it out. PHNX Cardinals podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. For Bo Brock, I am Johnny Venerable. We're back tomorrow, if not sooner, depending on this news. We appreciate all of you. Thank you to Howard Balzer, live from not Maricopa Gold's gym, but his (laughs) wife's gym. We love you, Howard. We love all of you. We're back tomorrow. Bye, everybody.